Hello, everyone. Surprise, I'm back. I'm sitting in the chair again. It's been almost a month. Uh, for those of you who thought I was done, you haven't seen the last of me. I'm back. I was away for a little bit. I was at the beach. If I look any degree or shade tanner, which I probably don't, I was at the beach for a bit. And we are in the middle of figuring out some very exciting new developments for the podcast. Um, I have my first guest on today, so there's a little bit of a hiatus because of that. Um, not only is this guest someone I'm just super excited about because he knows a lot about what we're talking about, but it's like one of my very good friends. So this is like almost going to be like a conversation where I forget that I'm recording and we're just going to be like shooting the shit for a bit, which will be really, really fun. Um, Greg Price, welcome to Culture Shock. Um, I'm really hyped that you're here. Do you want to give like a little intro for people who don't know you, which they probably do because you're kind of everywhere on the internet right now. Elon Musk just followed him, for anybody who cares. Uh, give a little bit of, like, background just for who you are, for people who have never seen you or heard you before. Lindsay Wigo, I can't tell you how big of an honor it is to be the first ever guest on Culture Shock with Lindsay Wigo. It's, you could have chosen anybody, and you chose me, and it's a great honor. Uh, I'm Greg Price. Uh, I'm communications director for the State Freedom Caucus Network. So uh, working with the Freedom Caucus, like the House Freedom Caucus that everybody knows, but we're building it in the States. And that's what I do. Um, and yeah, I'm on Twitter at Greg underscore Price 11. I also make TikToks and do a couple other cool things. He does. Uh, so yeah, that's who I am. Great to be with you today. Yeah. Um, thanks. I'm really excited. Uh, also, congrats on Elon recently following you. That was a, a new feat for you. I know you've had some pretty cool things happen to you on the internet, but that might be like one of the coolest ones since I've known you for sure. So congrats on that. Um, okay. So basically, um, I talk about kind of whatever I want on this show. Um, I do a lot of videos, not for the podcast on like quick news of the day, things like that. For the past couple of days, uh, and even a little bit, you know, longer on and off than that, I've been talking about Hunter Biden because that's all I'm seeing. It's all I'm reading. It's probably giving people nightmares at this point because that's all that is going on in the news. In fact, uh, what's cool about this, you being my first guest, is we are literally a stone's throw away from Wilmington, Delaware. Like our home, you know, hometowns are so close. I went to high school in Wilmington. It is plastered all over the news lately. And not for good reason at all. Not for good reason. Um, so we're going to jump into like the Hunter Biden beat. And basically there is so much we could like talk about here. But let's go from like the past like 24 hours because there that is enough to spill like an easy episode with because so much has happened in the past 24 hours. Um, basically normal evening last night, right? Coming home from work and then right around dinner time, this article drops. And that's when we start talking. We're talking Hunter Biden tomorrow. There's some stuff going on. What happened with this New York Post article that came out last night? For people who have no idea what I'm referencing, you know, I'm not super, like, caught up on everything myself. So give a little bit of a background of, like, what started happening last night regarding this Hunter Biden story. Yeah, I mean, every time you think it can't get crazier, they, they take it up, like, a, a couple notches. It feels like if Seth MacFarlane from Family Guy got with the writers of Suits and they went on a few of Hunter Biden's crack binges and then started writing a legal comedy drama. That's what it feels like we're in the middle of with Hunter Biden. And yeah, so he was, he, he, he was in court today. And so last night, the day before the, on the eve, he scheduled to go to court and apparently accept a plea deal. This information now comes out from the judge in the case. And she accused his lawyers of misconduct because 
earlier in the day yesterday, lawyers for the House Ways and Means Committee in the for the for the Republicans had filed an amicus brief in the case where where they basically entered all of the testimony from the IRS whistleblowers that came forward to them into the public record in the case. And for people who didn't follow that, these IRS whistleblowers, there were multiple of them that came forward and, and basically talked about all of the DOJ's misconduct in the case against Hunter Biden. And it, it varied from things like, you know, tipping off his legal team to search warrants that were being developed and you know, the DO, top brass of the DOJ preventing investigators from executing these search warrants. And, you know, te- there was also that text message that's now gone viral where Hunter Biden was trying to extort his Chinese business partner for money by saying that his father was sitting in the room with him. And there was also another one where, you know, the IRS had apparently recommended felony charges for Hunter Biden because he had gone all around the world making millions of dollars selling access to his family and didn't pay taxes on any of them. If you or I did that, we would be charged with felonies and go to jail for many years. But they gave Hunter Biden uh, some sweetheart plea deals on misdemeanors for just failing to pay his taxes. You know, forget all of the shady business with the, you know, people connected to Chinese military intelligence, for example. So so the House Republicans sent all of that to put all of that in the public record in the case in this amicus brief. And then the judge comes out and and is alleging that Hunter Biden, that somebody from the law firm representing Hunter Biden called up the court and basically misrepresented their identity and claimed that they were from the law firm representing the House Republicans trying to get this information taken down from the record. And they did that. And the lawyers for the House GOP called them back and were like, hey, why did our filing get taken down? And they were like, oh, you called us earlier and did it. But it turned out to be this lady from Hunter Biden's legal team just calling up it seems like something out of a family guy bit but it but it apparently happened and they tried to you know they said it was just a big misunderstanding you know when when they responded to it and you know it's really weird how all of these coincidences and misunderstandings they all seem to you know go in one direction and and favor hunter biden you know just a coincidence i'm sure just just a misunderstanding Lindsay. you see Right. It's very interesting, too, because if these coincidences happened for Republicans, it would be a lot more than just a coincidence, you know, which if I I remember correctly, there were some signals from even years ago that Donald Trump kind of tipped off that there might be some like sketchy things going on here with Hunter Biden. And that quite literally blew up just from, you know, like initiating an idea that, oh, maybe something fishy is going on here. But what a but right. Just a coincidence. Right. Nothing. Nothing more to look at. Like close the blinds. Not a big deal. And OK, so that was that was last night. And then today it's like whiplash. Right. Like every five minutes it's like, oh, he's he's pleading guilty. He's not pleading guilty. Oh, he's he's here. He's there. He's everywhere. What happened this afternoon as we were literally planning to talk about Hunter today? What is like the latest on Hunter Biden in Wilmington. Well, he's now pleaded not guilty. Like he, he completely rejected the plea deal in court. And there, it's, there's now going to be like as of now, unless things change, a, a real trial with, you know, discovery and cross-examination. And the way this happened is truly extraordinary. You think, you know, Hunter Biden's lawyers making prank calls to the court trying to get this info taken down would be the funny, would be the most ridiculous thing that happens. But then Hunter Biden goes to court today and the judge, the judge, apparently, the DOJ had snuck, on top of the sweetheart plea deal, the DOJ had snuck into it 
immunity for Hunter Biden from future prosecutions. And so they go into court today and the judge is like, wait a second, you're, you're not only pleading guilty to, you know, these two misdemeanors as well as for the illegal gun charge, but you're, you also want immunity from future crimes that you may or may not be prosecuted for. Right. And she was like, no, this is completely ridiculous. And, and so that, that's what started all of this today. And then, so they, so they, you know, court goes away and then, and then they resume. And now all of a sudden, you know, Hunter Biden didn't get his immunity. So now he's pleading not guilty. And, and again, yeah, there's going to be like a very real trial now, I guess. And this judge, you know, this judge, I guess, right. But you, you think about how corrupt this is that not only are they allowing Hunter Biden to, res- to receive all, you know, lower crimes and sentences and sentences for crimes that are very serious that would send anybody to jail for a very long time. Not right. only that, but they're trying to shield him from any future, you know, investigations that mm-hmm. he is apparently still involved of. And one of those right. is for uh, violations of FARA, the Foreign Agent Registrations Act, which, you know, People were talking about this when Hunter was first indicted by the DOJ about, hey, this guy was acting as, you know, an agent of multiple foreign countries ranging from China to Ukraine and doing business there. And you have to register with the government in order to do that or else it's a felony. But apparently he's under investigation for that. And he was trying to get immunity for himself from these future investigations. And so it's like you got to love the brazenness. Like he goes in there and he's like, you know. I'm going to accept this plea deal. But on top of that, I don't want to be prosecuted in the future. And if you take that away from me, now I'm pleading not guilty. Yeah. And you got to wonder if you're like Hunter Biden's lawyer, what the impetus would be for doing this. Like, but I guess you right. know, Hunter Biden's lawyer was also photographed taking a rip from a bong on the balcony at his house the other day. So he, and then you apparently have other lawyers at this firm calling and impersonating other people. So it gives you an idea of the people representing him. Right. Totally serious organization. Like I I don't know about you, but I really think that a lawyer ripping bong hits isn't a lawyer that I would want. You know, I once again, no judgment to anybody else if they feel more comfortable with a lawyer who is uh, who partakes in those types of uh, things. You know, days. I'm pretty sure that was the day of like a very, you know, very, very important days going on here for this for this legal team. But don't worry, we're just going to be documented outside ripping a bong in the morning i'm pretty sure too more more power to you but i totally agree with what you said because we're talking about like you know the immunity being like struck down and everything it just proves that the details of this case and what we must not know like other information we just the public just we know that we're not in the know with what's actually going on we never are there's always more to a story it's interesting that the details of this case must clearly be like way more outrageous and like far out there than we thought right otherwise why would someone even fight for you know fight for immunity yeah i mean well you you know when they were in court today the judge basically asked hey are there other you know investigations that are currently ongoing and apparently there are and we don't know what you know all of those were for but they apparently they apparently mentioned farah in court today but yeah, imagine imagine what else there is. I mean, this is Hunter Biden we're talking about. The guy, you know, commits crimes like people breathe, he, he, you know, on top of, you know, disowning his four-year-old daughters and in between his crack binges and sleeping with his dead brother's widow. You know, this guy, you know, he, 
He, he's honestly living the American dream. He can do literally anything. He Whatever wants. he wants. He can do anything. And, you know, it's good, you know, as Mel Brooks once said, it's good to be the king, and it's certainly good to be the son of the king. Um, you know, they have the power, and they're using it to shield Joe Biden's family members. They're using the DOJ basically as their own personal law firm at this point, as we've, like, learned from, you know, all, all of these, all this information from the whistleblowers from the IRS and that are that are in the public record is that, you know, basically the new standard is that this guy can do whatever he wants. And meanwhile, they're targeting Trump with all of these, you know, very frivolous indictments and things that nobody else in the world would be charged with or be or ha being gone after for by the DOJ if they weren't, you know, the top uh, opponent for the current president in the next election. And, you know, that's that's the thing. We don't have we have two tiers of of. We have two systems of justice in this country, and uh, most people have woken up to it at this point. But I don't. But clearly, but not enough people have that. You know, that you know, there's one sets of rules for people in power, and one sets of rules for for everyone else. And you know, that's that's been put on a full display in many different ways over the last couple years. But right. you know, we, we're we're seeing it firsthand when it comes to the, you know, the non-prosecution of the president's son. For essentially selling out the country, trading, you know, making millions of dollars, selling access to his family on top of the illegal gun charges and the violations of FARA and the alleged bribery. And you got to, you got to, you know, with all the bribery stuff that's come out where the Bidens took bribes in order to get the, uh, the, the prosecutor fired that was investigating the Ukraine gas company that Hunter sat on the board of, you know, Donald Trump was impeached simply for asking one single question to Zelensky on a phone call about why this prosecutor had been fired, about, you know, who was investigating this corruption. He got impeached for that, and then we learned, hey, there may there is an FBI file alleging that bribes may have been involved. You know, this is, the, the corruption goes insanely deep on this. The corruption goes insanely deep to shield the Biden family still, though, right? Like, all of this is coming out, and there's still, if we were to level up, you know, the Republican with with Trump in this and then the Bidens, it's still it doesn't even come close. And it's funny is I was wondering when you mentioned shielding the Biden family, if you happen to catch um, CNN's coverage of of like the um, like the verdict, you know, CNN wasn't even able to spin that like the judge smacked it down. It was just it was the first time I think I've ever seen CNN deliver like a stray news story because it was just that hilarious and it couldn't be it couldn't be spun. Did you happen to catch that? Well, yeah, they were the, you know, they were the ones who kind of were for, that they who first started, you know, reporting all of the details of, mm -hmm. you know, the plea deal that didn't become a plea deal. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no way for the media to spin this like it is serious stuff. And, you know, they can you know, they could try to, to spin it. And, you know, they, they really and they haven't even maybe they'll start covering the whistleblowers at this point because, you know, they were the whistleblowers were basically ignored until they yeah. couldn't be ignored when the first reports came out. You know, the New York Times and the Washington Post didn't even write a story on it until they started, you know, actually putting, uh, you know, their their faces out there and testifying before Congress. But it's it's a very serious thing. And, you know, if this, you know, it, you sound like a broken record from saying it. But, you know, if it were the Trump family, if they, you know, if Donald, if Don Jr. and Eric Trump did like half of the things that Hunter Biden had done, you know, they would have had their doors kicked down in a pre-dawn raid by the FBI a very long time yeah. ago. And exactly you know, that that's exactly what would have happened like that. Like I said, there there are two standards when it comes to 
you know, a politician like Donald Trump that threatens the establishment power in D.C. versus Joe Biden, who sort of embodies it. And that's exactly, you know, what we're seeing here put on full display. And it's kind of it's kind of rewritten the legacy, as I said, of the first Trump impeachment. But of a lot of things that happened, you know, during the Trump era, a lot of the DOJ misconduct, like they turned over the lives of the Trump family like five times over to try and like find something wrong that they did. You had the current attorney general of New York who like ran for office on the promise of prosecuting Donald Trump. You have the DOJ and indicting Donald Trump under Espionage Act charges, which is a blatantly unconstitutional relic of World War One. And they're indicting him for that because he took presidential records from the White House that he was fully authorized to declassify as the president of the United States. And, you know, he's now and he's now facing these indictments for it, whereas the well, whereas they essentially shielded the Bidens. That's exactly what we've learned from, from, you know, all of the information in the public record from these whistleblowers and others. It's, you know, it's crazy. It's really crazy. Do you, uh, I'm curious what you think about this. Do you think that we're going to see any like liberal like hit pieces about the judge and the judge's background, right? Like it's not uncommon for unhappy people to do a little bit of, to, to do a little doxing, as you would say. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? You think that like anything's coming based off of it today? I mean, yeah, I think so. I think we'll probably see something like that. I'm pretty sure it's a Trump appointed judge. And it's it's it is a Trump appointed uh, U.S. attorney in Delaware that's prosecuting the case, and and I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me, but yeah, I'm I'm fully expecting headlines that's that you know say, you know, Republican judge is targeting the Bidens unfairly or something, by rejecting what was already a sweetheartly deal with immunity <laughs> on top of it. But yeah, that could certainly happen. There is a presidential election coming up, and the mainstream media serves to basically serves establishment power in washington dc and you know they're 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 not going to just get to stop doing that because because it's joe biden or Hunter biden or anybody else you know the all of these people want joe biden to win and they don't want donald trump to win so i'm fully expecting that to happen yeah and they will do absolutely whatever they can to make sure that doesn't happen and what's interesting is backing up a little bit as you've noticed and many news outlets not just you know town hall is covered all of the protecting and like the hiding that KJP has done and Joe Biden himself has done whenever they are asked about the president's involvement with with his son and his business dealings. I believe there are even quotes now saying zero, you know, zero interaction, zero involvement. I had no idea these calls even existed with like regarding Hunter's personal uh, business dealings, that there will be an absolute wall. That's a direct quote from Joe Biden. Absolute wall between, you know, his personal and his and his presidential matters. And now they're claiming never been discussed at all. But however, thanks to a Democrat, actually, uh, that great clip of Dan Goldman recently, who kind of said, like, the quiet part out loud, if you will, about what everybody has been asking KJP about. He kind of slipped up a bit. Are you able to talk a little bit about what he kind of revealed by accident the other day? Well, yeah, I mean, the the White House, at least, has completely shifted the goalposts on what Joe Biden's involvement was in this. Like there are and here's the thing there. There are now like people on the record saying that Joe Biden was involved in these business dealings with his son. You have uh, 
Hunter Biden's, two of Hunter Biden's former business partners, one being Tony Bobulinski, who we've all seen the clips of, you know, his interviews with Tucker, et cetera, saying that Joe Biden was involved and profited off of this. And then you had Devin Archer, who's another one of Hunter Biden's former business partners, uh, you basically going on record and is apparently scheduled to testify before Congress soon about how Joe Biden he was on speakerphone. He witnessed Joe Biden on speakerphone talking with uh, Hunter Biden as well as executives from Burisma. And, you know, so they, they and as a result, people like Corrine Jean-Pierre have completely, you know, shifted the goalposts on Joe Biden's involvement. Originally, the, the narrative was Joe Biden never spoke to his son about his foreign business dealings. There's the famous clip of him saying that to Peter Ducey during the uh, election in 2019. And now you have Corrine Jean-Pierre in the White House uh, briefing room basically saying uh, their, their new line is Joe Biden was never involved in business with his son. So it's gone from they never discussed it to having to deny that Joe Biden was involved, even though there are now what there's now plenty of evidence from firsthand witnesses that Joe Biden was involved and that Joe Biden profited off of this, you know, even when he was serving as vice president. And so it's it's really funny to watch them to watch them accidentally, you know, to watch them ship gaslight us and ship the goalposts in real time. And just accidentally slip and say, OK, well, you know, Joe Biden and his son did talk. They did communicate. It's like that's what we've been trying to argue this entire time. That's what we've been trying to say, that that has been happening, you know, and they're trying to keep that behind closed doors and say that, oh, that never that's not a thing. That's never happened. I've you know, that's that's not a matter that we're dealing with today. And basically to round out, we'll just end with a question that's pretty, you know, pretty open ended here. Where's the laptop? Where where do you think the la where's the laptop right now in all of this? Well, I mean, the reason we know most of this is because of of the laptop being reported, you know, by the New York Post, by Emma Jo Morris during the 2020 election. And the laptop's everywhere at this point. We've all seen we, we, we've against our will seen all of Hunter Biden's nudes and crack binges that have been on the laptop, in addition to all of the evidence of criminality that involves him and his family. And, you know, we, we you know, we've learned so much about it just just from this one laptop alone, you know. These people, these same people who called it Russian disinformation during the 2020 election are now having to come to grips with the fact that the stuff on it is serious. Um, and, and so, yeah, the, all, all of this stuff isn't going away. It's going to be a huge issue in the next election. You know, all of the corruption and all of the all of the criminality that we've seen, these 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 are going to be headaches for for Team Biden going into 2024. Um and and and, they're, and as you said, when you mentioned CNN's coverage of it today, it's it's getting to the point where the mainstream media can't spin and can't ignore it anymore. They'll probably do their best in order to do it, but but they really can't. Like it's the laptop was always real. The laptop was never, you know, Hunter Biden getting really high on crack and dropping his laptop off at a repair shop and never coming to pick it up. That was never Russian disinformation, as it turns out. That was always a very real thing that happened. And. Yeah, it's it's not going away. The the criminal cartel that is the Biden family, um, you know that it, it's it's very real. Like it, it is it is they are a criminal family in every in every way in every sense of the word. Perfect summary there at the very very end. Cri uh, criminal family in every sense of the word criminal. Um, any last thoughts that I didn't really cover with you that things you've noticed going on in the media? You know, somebody who I feel like you exclusively are on Grabian and like you know, always catching C-SPAN all the time. Is there anything that you're interested, you know, regarding 
you know, Hunter in this particular like case going forward that you're that you're like excited about or like just curious about coming up next for him? Well, I mean, I'm just curious to see where it goes from here, because like whenever you think you can't get any more insane, it gets more insane. And like, yeah, obviously we've learned about how the DOJ has gone through extraordinary lengths to protect the Biden family. But, you know, as I said, he's now rejected a plea for now. He has rejected this plea deal that he was supposed to get, which means there's now going to be a very real trial where evidence is presented in court. You know, things that we probably haven't seen that are either sealed or haven't been released publicly. And there's no telling what could be in there or what could come next. There's also no telling what the DOJ is going, how the DOJ is going to respond to this and what steps that they may or may not take in order to keep protecting the Bidens. And, you know, so I'm just, we'll see where it goes from here. Like, crazy stuff has been happening in this every single day. Like, it feels like every 10 minutes at this point. Right. And so, you know, break out your popcorn because it's definitely going to get a lot more interesting. And, you know, Hunter Biden's Hunter Biden's problems and the problem that he presents to the Biden administration are are here. And they're going to be it's going to be a very serious issue coming up in the next few months. Perfect. Greg Price, shout out your Twitter and shout out your organization's Twitter again uh, for people who might have missed it in the beginning. Greg is always online, like chronically online in a very good way. He's one of the first to everything like. It's, it's like Greg's in a news organization, like, on his own. It's And I'm not even exaggerating. Like, you follow him for more than, you know, a day and you'll realize that. Give one more shout-out to everything where people can find you and your TikTok and all of that. Yeah, Greg underscore Price 11 on Twitter and TikTok. And uh, the State Freedom Caucus Network um, is is the organization, you know, where we're working to take it to the establishment, not just in D.C., but in state capitals all over America. Um so yeah, thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. It was great. Yeah. Yes, I know. It was so exciting. Thanks for being my uh my like trial run of a first guest. I uh really happy uh we were able to do this. But um until next time everyone, thanks for listening to this different fun new episode of Culture Shock. Um once again, that was Greg Price. I'm very excited to have him be the first guest on here. Um and until next time, make sure if you're going to smoke crack or hit a bong Don't do it on your balcony. Make sure you do it inside because you don't want to be photographed on some very important legal days in your career. But all right, everybody, I will see you next time.